GBC Podcasts, local voices on demand. Hello, thanks for listening to the Gibraltar Today podcast. I'm Jonathan Scott. Our top story of the day, owing to that immediacy and the impact it's had on people, uh, Jonathan Sacramento, the duty editor, is here. Uh, A power cut which seems to have affected most of Gibraltar, Jonathan. Yes, this issue of contractors cutting and drilling through cables is not a new one, sadly. Uh, It happened in August 2022. That's the official reason given today, no? Yes, uh, and it happened in January 2022. It happened quite a few times before that. And when we interviewed Minister for Public Utilities, Albert Isola, in October 2021, he also said that power cuts are sometimes the result of private contractors inadvertently drilling through electric electric cables. But he did say at the time, this was nearly two years ago, that the Electricity Authority was working on plans to mitigate that. And obviously, it's still happening up until this day. One hour, approximately, one hour, one hour and a half, depending what area of Gibraltar you're in. Okay, and um, our reporter Shalina Asamal has been on Main Street with our camera operator uh, Danny Fa, uh, speaking to tourists, uh, locals, and also uh, shop owners to see what impact it's had on trade this morning. You can't see anything. The visa machines, the computers, everything gets messed up. We cannot work like this, basically. It's ridiculous. Well, I'm less inclined to go into all the shops and buy anything because I think, oh, maybe they're probably shut down if they don't have power, so I'm not spending anything. I haven't bought anything. And we all pay with credit card nowadays, and the cash is very rare. So it affects us very, I mean, a lot. So. Power cuts are really crazy because uh, without uh, all the new equipments and everything, there won't be any power cuts. I've been to my other shops and uh, nobody won't even enter. We, we've been coming to Gibraltar coming for years. years, and I mean, this is not new. Not new. It's not new to us. Like you know, we, we you, you know, you have troubles with the um, electric and all that. But no, I mean, you don't need electric, do you? It's a lovely place. I've just had one now that wanted to purchase something, but obviously uh, he couldn't. He was a tourist that had come uh, on one of the cruise ships this morning, and he can't purchase it because we don't have any lights and we can't take any cards. Personally, nothing. For my wife, different story. She cannot buy anything in the shops unless you have the correct money. So it's very, very difficult. We've been here eight days now, and this is the first time we've seen the power outage. Mm -hmm. And I'm surprised that there's not an alternative. It's really embarrassing. Tourists, they come to the water and they can't get anything because there's no light. We've asked you what you think of the situation. Uh, Hector says we must have the Guinness Book of Records on the most power cuts. Jock says we've got a new, improved power station. That has put us in more debt, yet there are more power cuts than the previous power station gave us. I'm not sure if that's true. I haven't checked the number. Uh, It's just Jock's opinion, his perception of the recent number of power cuts. Tamsin says, we're not a third world country, we're paying first world prices, this is not acceptable. Darren says, who will resign? Who will be sacked? Why is our distribution network so fragile that a single incident can cripple it? This just isn't good enough. 
Rick says he has worked in the Middle East with a more reliable and stable power grid. There are no excuses for the disruption caused by this latest power cut. It's clearly obvious that the critical infrastructures in Gibraltar are third world. The government wants to build, build and build, but it's an absolute farce. And Steve says, how long will it be before international businesses that operate here pack their bags and go somewhere else with a more stable electricity supply, like La Linea, for example? Isaac says, this is ridiculous. Businesses are losing money every time there's a widespread power cut. Wilfred says he thinks the time has come to implement heavy fines on constructors that damage the electrical system if that is the real reason, as we've had a couple of nighttime power cuts as well just a few weeks ago. And we know that those affect people who have a breathing apparatus that's plugged into the mains. People who sleep with CPAP machines uh, can wake up very short of breath and can have their their breathing uh, dangerously affected. Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. 14 members of the Royal Gibraltar Regiment will actually be travelling to the UK this week to take part in coronation celebrations on the 6th of May. Uh, and it's uh, our pleasure to welcome them here to the GBC studios. Good afternoon to Captain Kenny Alves, Alvarez, sorry, to uh, Private Harry Knights and also to Lieutenant Gareth Bailey. Um, so, uh, Captain Alvarez, maybe we can start with you. Um, tell us what, what, what's planned when you're flying over. What are you taking part in? Well, we are flying over on Thursday, uh, the 27th, and uh, we, that's the day that we deploy, and then we'll go straight into uh, barracks accommodation. And uh, we have one day where we then prepare all our kits, and then after that, it will be rehearsals, rehearsals, rehearsals. <laughs> uh, For until, a change. Absolutely. Until the, the day of the 6th. Exciting to take part in. Oh, absolutely! It's uh, it's for me uh, and for these guys. Obviously, it's it's a great honour to be, to be able to actually uh, be part of history and witness, you know, um, uh, um, a coronation. Uh, the last one was in June. Uh, Tuesday, the second of uh, June, nineteen fifty-three. Uh, Long so, time ago. Yeah, absolutely. Seventy years now. Okay, let's bring in uh, Lieutenant Gareth Bailey. Uh, what does it mean yeah. for you? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Yes, yeah, um, obviously it's a really proud moment, not only for myself but for, for the regiment as well, to be including a like a massive event. Um, I'm sure my parents will be watching, so uh, enjoy that as well. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This is one of those that you, um, I mean, not that we need to sort of obsess about this sort of thing, but that you think, oh, in, in 20, 30, 40 years' time, I, I will probably be talking about it and, and say I was there. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a massive part of history. Obviously, last one was June 1953, um, and it doesn't come around very often. So to be actually on parade and part of the parade, the coronation parade, is, is a big Problem. Do you feel sort of pressure? Uh, obviously, a little bit of pressure. I don't want to mess anything up, especially because I'll be carrying the regimental colours. So, ah, nice one. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Those so, new colours, beautiful. Yeah. Um, so, I don't want to mess anything up, especially <laughs> carrying that. <laughs> okay, let's bring in uh, uh, Private Harry Knights. Uh, wh- wh- how do you feel about it? I mean, coming off the back of what we did last year, so last year we were involved in public duties. So, we were providing 
sort of the ceremonial guard for the Tower of London, for Buckingham Palace first and James's Palace. And then we did the colours presentation in Windsor Castle. So coming off the back of that and then going into this literally 12 months after, it's a massive, massive occasion to be involved in, in all of it and to be sort of leading from the front. Um, obviously with Lieutenant Bailey carrying the colours as well, like leading from the front, it's a, it's a massive thing for, for Jib and for for the Royal Jabot Regiment as a whole. Nerve-wracking or, or just very. exciting? Yeah, very, very nerve-wracking, yeah. I mean, loads and loads of pressure, but um, I think we perform best under pressure. I feel like we always have done. Um, and when the camera's on us, when the spotlight's on us, that's when we tend to perform. And uh, yeah, I know that we'll we'll smash it and, and we'll be great on it, yeah. I'm sure lots of our listeners will be saying, yep, I'm very confident as well that they'll do it exceptionally well. Uh, guys, we wish you the best of luck and thanks a lot for joining us on Gibraltar today. Thank, Thank you very you much. much. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. Okay, let's stay with the coronation. Um, locally, a series of events are lined up ahead of Saturday the 6th of May, when Charles III will be crowned. Our reporter Shalina Asamal was on Main Street earlier, and she asked what you think um, you'll be doing in order uh, to, to mark the event and how you'll be celebrating it. We'll, be, we'll watch, definitely yeah. we'll watch. It's our king. I think Gibraltar loves the monarchy. Maybe I'll go to the parade, but I don't know if I'll, <laughs> if I'll do anything else. Well, I don't see that atmosphere that was created uh, when Prince Charles and Lady Diana came or, or, or one of the uh, royal families have come around. I think it's quite slightly slow, low atmosphere. Probably. Probably, yes, we'll watch it. Yes, we will be watching it, yes. Many people will stay, I think, to watch it. And uh, they've also announced a parade for Wednesday. Is that something that'll be Ah, see, we'll do. I didn't know about the parade, yes. Maybe I'll come along with my with my daughters. She can, she can have a, a day out. I'm not in favour of any of that. I think it's a minority, especially in Gibraltar. This idea of uh, looking up towards the king is part of being British. I haven't really thought about it, to be honest. I think a lot of people will stay home and they will watch it and, you know, they'll make most of the day. Those that don't want to watch it will probably go into Spain or go to the beach if the weather's nice, so... I think it's more the older generation who, um, who follow the royals more often or more into it, but might be watching it. On Radio Gibraltar and on GBC Television, Gibraltar Today with Jonathan Scott. We've got some very hot weather on the way. Uh, and uh, the Met Office uh, has kindly agreed to release Clement Hutton from his um, duties, taking observations at the runway, uh, to tell us a little bit more about it. Good afternoon, Clement, and just how hot is hot? Afternoon, Jonathan. Yeah, indeed, it is. Temperatures are creeping. Even today, uh, we've reached um, 22 degrees already at the airport and expecting highs around about 24 degrees or so. But um, they're going to continue to rise, really, over this coming re- week and into the weekend. So a bit of an early season heat wave. And uh, that heat wave is going to affect, kind of broadly speaking, North Africa and uh, Iberia. So Gibraltar will be kind of in the centre of it, expecting temperatures to rise day on day uh, through the coming week. So expecting highs for Gibraltar of uh, in the high 20s, possibly low 30s. So um, it is going to be very hot. Just looking at a couple of figures uh, for the coming days, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, expecting temperatures you know, in the high 20s, 28, 
29 degrees, possibly going into the 30s. Wednesday at the moment is looking like it might may just be the warmest um, of the days. It's been a very dry. But but yeah, generally, no, like not just in Gibraltar, but we know that in Spain uh, they're experiencing drought and th- there's there's a shortage of water. And that's part of the problem, really. There's already been a shortage of water, and on top of that, we're getting this heat wave. So expecting temperatures to reach in excess of. Uh, 35, 36 degrees uh, over parts of Iberia. The, the worst, uh, the, well, the, the warmest parts will be uh, most likely in the um, province of Seville and Cordoba. Mm. But again, experiencing, really hot there. experiencing warm, well, very warm temperatures, you know, over southern parts of Portugal, um, the whole southern parts of Spain, and even extending uh, further north towards, uh, towards Madrid. Yeah, we can only hope um, for locally in, in Gibraltar that a sea breeze will develop. Again, it's not an unusual for in, in fingers crossed in warm, you know, during warm days, sea breeze develops from kind of late morning. Take the edge off it, no? Into the afternoon, <laughs> and that will just take the edge off it with a bit of um, wind coming off the sea. So, but we we should do our public service announcement and remind our listeners that they should drink plenty of water, spend some time in the shade, wear a hat if you're going to be in the sun, and possibly some sun cream. Thanks for listening to those highlights from Gibraltar today. I'm Kelly M. Borge, the show's producer. We're live on Radio Gibraltar Monday to Friday from 1 to 2, getting behind the headlines. And you can catch up here whenever you like. Until next time, have a good one. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.